What's up, guys? We're back. The tripod, the complete unit. Me, Steve, and Lou. That's right. Kevy's back. All ball. It's a good day. It's a new month. Everything's feeling good. How we doing? <laughs> We're doing good. Lou, you want to start us off with our first topic? Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is kind of probably the coolest thing I feel like that's happened in the NBA in like a while. Like Giannis and Harden have like a legit rivalry. Like they really don't like each other, and and it's kind of all over an MVP. Do you guys think like this is good for the league? Because I love it. See, I I think there's deaf tension there, and I think it's obvious. Like going, I mean, Giannis came out and said like like his intentions weren't like to rash hard and like he's saying they were i don't think it's like a rivalry i think it's just like a legit beef between like two dudes you know what i mean because like when mm. when they're on the court and stuff like that like i i don't know if it's like them coming at each other you know you you know what i mean i feel like w- when we're talking about a rivalry like we're talking like magic bird like you know what i mean like e- even going back to like like paul pierce and kobe like when, when they were celtics and lakers back then you know i, I feel like that's more of a, a, a rivalry type thing between like teams rather than like players you know yeah yeah Kev what do you think on that I agree with you I love it I love it for the league it's just like kind of like Steve said I wouldn't know I don't know if I'd consider it a rivalry just because it's like the Rockets and the Bucks you know what I mean besides like if there was no beef there's like really nothing there as opposed to like like if it was like the Lakers Celtics or like the Sixers you know what I mean like someone that tees off against each other like Consistently, consistently, you know what I mean. Like the, they play each other what once, twice a year. The Rockets and yeah. Bucks, so and they may not even play each other in the playoffs because I doubt the Rockets are going to get that far to play the Bucks. In the, yeah, yeah, it would have to be in the finals. Or vice I versa. That, I mean, we exactly. don't know. <laughs> so I mean, I would. I think it's more of a beef. I think can it turn into a rivalry? Maybe, but I think it's still in the early stages. Like if if they were to play in the finals or something like that, and then then it would be taken yeah. to the rivalry level. But right now, I don't really think it is. But I do love it for the league, though, because it, it makes people want to watch. Yeah, and it's kind of it just reminds me like the Kobe Lebron thing when like they played like two different conferences. Like one was a scorer who was like ball dominant, and everyone was like he's way more skilled. Like I'd rather him with the ball because he can shoot. And then like when you talk about Lebron, it's like he can't shoot. He kind of just muscles his way. There's no skill there, and it kind of feels like the same thing. Is Harden literally said like this dude has no skill. Like yeah. I wish I could just jump to the basket, and that's kind of what like Lebron did like. 12 years, you know what I mean? And, like, Kobe was more of a finesse player and kind of carried his team with scoring, and and they couldn't win for a while till Gasol. So it'll be cool to see, I mean, who gets a ring out of these two guys first, and that'll kind of end the argument. No, that that definitely will be cool. And and just kind of like you guys said, like, I think it is really good for the league, and I wish wish there was, like, more edge and, like, attitude to to seeing kind of these players go against each other. And I know, like, these guys aren't supposed to be, like, enemies. They're just... I mean, technically, under the NBA, they're all coworkers. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but no, I, I think I think it could create some competition. I, I would say that it's fair to say that uh, Harden and, and Giannis will probably never team up while they both have a, a career in the NBA. Oh, never, no All Star <laughs> games, no nothing. Uh, and kind of going on the exact opposite of that, uh, LeBron played Zion twice. The Lakers played the Pelicans. Uh, what do you guys think of that? I mean, he, it was always cordial between them, and people kind of gave LeBron some shtick about like how he's way too friendly. Especially the young players. Uh, what would you guys think of the game in, in the first matchup? Okay, Kev. Um, I mean, obviously, this is a matchup we've all been waiting for. I mean, it's LeBron versus the quote-unquote next LeBron. So it was interesting to see. But, I mean, they both played well. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, like, LeBron may be too nice. But at the same time, he's he's not trying to, you know, he's not trying to be at that, you know, beef level. He's trying to shaped Zion and kind of like got him through the league as we've seen before like Kobe's done it with players I'm sure LeBron's done it with other players so 
But I, I do agree that there's a there comes a point in time where it's like sometimes you got to put the friendliness aside and go win the game. But at the same time, it's it's LeBron James, so I don't really think anyone's gonna come at him too bad. But I don't know. But I think they both played well, and I think what I'm seeing out of Zion, I mean, he's living up to the hype so far. Definitely. I mean, yeah. it's still it's still early, but. We'll see. I think he's going to keep doing what he's what, doing. I think all of the month of February, he he averaged over twenty points a game. So th- yeah. so that was really cool to see. I feel like I feel like the Zion and LeBron comparisons are are so talked about because they're both like su- such explosive players. You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like that that's like both of their like main like quality that makes them great. You know, like, yeah. like we we never really talk about LeBron as like clutch or like being like a great shooter he's a good shooter he's just not a great shooter and i feel like that we're gonna have the same topic like talk topics about zion you know and he's gonna be here for for the next 10 years at at least to to show if if he's gonna be clutch if he's gonna be elite if he's gonna do it all consistently and if the injuries aren't gonna plague him from from having a a lebron-esque career you know what i mean um so i i think like just kind of like how joe Joe burrow saying it's not fair to compare uh, himself to Tom Brady in in the NFL, I would say that not that it's unfair to compare Zion to LeBron, but we just kind of have to wait and see, right. you know. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's a lot different than like the Giannis and Harden thing too, because it's like Giannis and Harden are two guys that are both different skills in their sets. prime, At the peak both of their are, powers, and, yeah. and they're both still ring chasing, and they're both not doing it by themselves, but you know what I mean. Like they're both like the guy on their team, so mm-hmm. I could see where that. Whereas like LeBron has all the accolades, you know what I mean. Like he doesn't care. There's people are not going to compare Zion to LeBron's career this early. So I think that makes a lot of difference too, because these are two guys that are like anxious to win a ring and like you know what I mean, just want to win and going at each other. Whereas LeBron, I think not that he's comfortable where his career is at but like i said i mean it's, it's he's already solidified so so even even if lebron does have those accolades i know you're saying like he's just kind of playing to to continue to play like i still think like he has like not a lot to prove but when when a couple more eyes, championships. Yeah. no no i'm like, saying as far as like the zion thing though oh, i'm saying okay. like, the, yeah. like the like the rivalry and stuff i'm saying it's different because his you know what i mean here he has all, you know what i'm saying yeah, no, i know he, has, no, yeah, he definitely going. yeah he definitely is he definitely wants to win but i'm saying like he's he doesn't see zion as a threat right now because mm-hmm. zion's still so young whereas harden and john are right like, you know what i mean they're see, right there hold on just just yeah, before yeah. you say your point i i feel like like lebron gave the praise to like tatum when he called him like a young yeah. king and we've seen tatum slam on lebron like a couple times already like i'm sure zion's gonna get to that point too yeah. after playing for a couple of years but oh, yeah. I, I think that there's more of a respect thing there as being like the next like king right yeah. to exactly. him rather than than to him but sorry I, Luke. And I think lebron like to the media and like to everybody like we'll be like we're cool but like if you notice on the court, every time he plays one of these dudes, right? He plays Zion. Soon as Zion has his best dunk of the game, LeBron takes a three from the logo, mm-hmm. and then he slams the next. And he has probably his best game of the season versus the Pelicans. Yeah, he still has to mark his yeah. territory. Yeah, Tatum when he when he played us uh, this season, he had one of his best games uh, on Tatum, and hit a hit a game winner on him in in the playoffs a couple of seasons ago. And versus Luca this year, he he was great going head to head with him. Yeah. So like he he respects him, and he's like, I know these guys are next, but like. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still here. I'm still here. Like I, I like the, the, the appreciation for like the next generation. Mm-hmm. But I think he really still sees them as like threats, and there's no friends on the court at least. Even though they make it seem like he's super friendly, yeah, but right. when it comes to game time, I, I don't think he is. And just, just while we're on the topic, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys heard LeBron's comments, but 
him hearing uh, him saying like AD's been everything he's asked for and more. You know, I, I feel like that that really like shows what the Lakers are going to be for the yeah. next couple of years. Like I think LeBron and AD are are definitely going to be the pair there at least for at least for the next three years. And it's going to be interesting to see who like the next couple pieces that join them out. Like we 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 know that teams can upgrade through free agency and through the draft but like a lot of the moves in the NBA recently have have been via trade you know yeah. so so i mean the, the stars coming up like Giannis is an upcoming free agent soon isn't he if he doesn't yep. get a max uh, so really going to be interesting to see how all these pieces play out yeah absolutely and that'll kind of shape the future for the league cuz if the supermax doesn't keep Giannis in Milwaukee it's failed yeah. it's really failed uh-huh, that's what sure. it was there for and it's failed, but uh, kind of in Kev's territory and the worst franchise in NBA history, um, the Knicks and Spike Lee have a lot of drama. And uh, so just to summarize it, I guess what happened was they told him, you can't come through the employee entrance anymore. Yeah. And he flipped out. And I guess like James Dolan kept saying to him, like, you can't come through the employee entrance. Like, you're not an employee. Like, if you come through the employee entrance, we're going to escort you out. And he did it. Yeah. And he, he flipped out. So... Whose side do you take of this? Is 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 Dolan right? Is Spike right? <laughs> me and me and Kev had had this debate earlier, and we actually are both on the the same kind of idea uh, on this. So I would I would think that Spike Lee, you know, he he brings in so much so much recognition for the Knicks. He he brings in ten million dollars every single season in season tickets, and I mean w- without without Spike Lee, that the Knicks I don't want to say they would struggle to make money because they definitely wouldn't. They would yeah. definitely generate re- revenue in many other ways. But he still is a New York Knicks icon, um, and I just don't think that that the situation was necessarily handled properly. And you. The reason why I'm saying that is because all the comments that come out after, I feel like it's just kind of like pointing, like pointing fingers, and I feel like it's uh, a lot of like little kid stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and as an NBA basketball owner, uh, coming coming from ownership, coming from uh, front management and, and whatever, uh, I, I just think it really could have been handled differently, especially for someone uh, of, of Spike Lee's stature. And I don't agree that he necessarily went on first take and. Him and Stephen yeah. A just kind of went in a, and attacked the Knicks. You know what I mean? But something's gonna change, and and I don't think that it's like Oakley and Spike and, and these things just all happening for no reason. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I I just feel like with Oakley that was way worse, just because like that was like a player, like that dude played for the team. Like like I get like that Spike Lee sits courtside, but like dude, realistically, any other millionaire will buy those tickets. That's from New York. There's a ton of them, but but it's just like I don't know how you could be taken serious as a franchise when like a fan walks through the employee entrance mm-hmm. and you tell him no and he flips out. It's like, dude, seriously, like you have to kind of set a precedent that like you're not a joke. That like, like imagine if the Celtics let Mark Wahlberg walk through with the players. Like that would never happen. Yeah, well, well, no other organization would let that happen. To Kev, to Kev's point, I I know what Kev's getting ready to say. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree because I already know what what he's um planning on saying. So why don't why don't you chime in a little bit? No, so like Steve said, we were like we were talking about this earlier. And my whole thing is like, and I understand that it's like, yeah, you know, it's the employee interest and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, first of all, the guy's been doing it for what 20, 30 years now. So it's like. I get why, like I get why Spike Lee's Spike Lee's upset because, like, if it was like the first day he did it or the second day he did it, or whatever, and James Dolan's like, "Listen, you can't do that," it would be different. But the fact that this guy's been there through everything, probably the biggest Knicks advocate 
on the planet. But what was everything though? Like, what was he there for? Like, so, they, they, what exactly. was he there for? All right, but he's the, he's literally been he's been better for the Knicks than the front office has. <laughs> that, that's like, the that's the point but though. It's what, like you, you can't have the the bright spot of the organization be a dude who sits sideline who directs movies. It's I know, like, but if it is, then you gotta you know what I mean? It's gotta like, change. Kev, I thought I thought your point where you were saying like Kobe and, and like right, Paul like Pierce yeah, it's was, the same thing as like it would be but the you're same talking thing. old players though. Like there are dudes who were yeah, but it doesn't matter by the yeah, organization. It doesn't and matter though because Spike Lee's just as no, valuable to Stop. the Knicks organization. Stop. No, he's not. Besides Patrick Ewing and John Stocks and, and Mello, who else is more important to the Knicks organization besides Spike Lee? <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say then like Kobe was oh, like, no, no, naked. No, 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 no. I was gonna say that is the stupidest thing. No, 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 no. I'm right. saying like for the because like I'm saying even though Spike Lee did, like didn't play for the Knicks, he's still just as valuable Charles as like Oakley. those guys are. You know what I mean? Like like he's if like, Paul Pierce came to a Celtics right. game and he parked in like the players' garage, even though he's not like a, like a current player now, when he came in and the he's same not an entrance, employee, you know what I mean? But that's but thing. he was like he worked there. He was like a like he literally put a banner up there. Spike literally literally only bought the seats. Like you know what I'm saying? Nah, I get it, but I think I I view Spike Lee more than just like a season ticket holder for the Knicks. But he is though. But it's just like name me one other organization that allows that. Drake, Drake, I'm sure Where, Toronto. I'm, yeah, I'm sure the Lake is. Did it with Jack Nicholson too? I I could probably guarantee you that. Come on, Nikki V and Shriga definitely get some treatment like that. Yeah. Come on, yeah, but but not to that. Like, like I see, like that's the thing. I see both sides of it, and I and I get it's like yeah, but my whole thing is that like if he's been doing it for literally as long as he's been around the Knicks, then you gotta just keep letting him doing it. Oh, I don't know? know, but I mean, I I feel like they've been a joke since then. So it's like you have to you have to put someone in line. You can't keep the players in line. You can't keep the front office in line. You can't even keep the number one fan in line. No, it's just I, like I, I'm not I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong. I just think that there was a better way both sides. Yeah, could definitely. It. And I also feel like if it wasn't James Dolan who did it, no one would care because he's the worst owner in sports. True. Yeah. yeah. You know it's what horrible. I mean? Like if Danny Ainge did kick Mark Wahlberg out of his or like was like you can't come in the entrance, everyone would be like, "Oh, Danny Ainge, like he's a smart GM." Cuz people respect like, Danny Ainge. Yes, so exactly. Right. So 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 let's take it take it with this with the Knicks. Is there any any player, any team that they could put together that could save the brand of the Knicks? Like or do we think that that this team isn't going this franchise isn't going to be reestablished until it's sold by by a uh Sold by its owner to a new owner or a different name. Well, I think that's the thing. It's like they've had the chances and they haven't done it. So it's not that it can't be done. It's just the personnel they have in the front office right now isn't getting it done. And that's the thing. I think it's until James Dolan's gone, until whoever else it is that's blowing these things is gone, that they're not going to get better. But, like, every team has a chance to get better. At the end of the day, they all have – like, you can go out and get people. Like Every single year, each exactly. team has an yeah. equal opportunity of getting better. But I'm saying I just don't think that the Knicks are going to be able to reestablish themselves as, as one of the great franchises, historical franchises in the league with him as owner or just being called the Knicks. Like if, Plus, if, the other thing that that hurt the Knicks, too, and Stephen A. said this, like, a month or two ago on, on his show, the Nets coming to town really hurt them, too, because oh, sure. they're, like – the up-and-coming team in New York now. You know what I mean? Like, no one wants to go to the Knicks anymore. Everyone wants to go to the Nets. You know what I yeah, mean? So like, that's not helping the, the Nets Knicks could either. have more Within the next five years, the Nets could have more championships than the Knicks. Exactly. So in, sure. five, in five years, and they were a And that's a huge blow to the Knicks organization. And when did the Nets get established? Like, 98? I was just going to say, that the, the Nets yeah. were in New Jersey, like, not, yeah, the, not even the, the that Brooklyn long ago. With Kerry Kittle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
but but like I, I'm pretty sure, like I mean, less than ten years ago, I'm pretty sure they were the New Jersey Nets. They like, were absolutely. Yeah, you they know made it I'm to saying? the finals and got beat. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So so it's just, it's just crazy that they that they can establish a presence like this, and and the league can can see how quick the Nets kind of yeah. got established, and and still just have like not saying anything with, with the Knicks and, and kind of stepping in and being like an uh a voice to help, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just get them in the right direction because if, if there's no one inside the building that's getting them in the right direction now, someone, someone something's going to change. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they started off in somewhat of a decent way. Like, A.J. Barrett's really good. Uh, and then you, you're going to have a top pick. You could get Cole Anthony. You could get LaMelo Ball. Like, that'd be another. And you still have a ton of money to spend. So it's like they have a chance to do it. It's just like can they get that next free agent to come there with two young guys and then a decent guy in Randall? You know what I mean? Can they do that? And it's just like Jimmy Butler didn't want to do it. Um, Chris Middleton didn't want to leave. Brogdon didn't want to go there. Uh, KD, KD didn't want to go there. Kyrie didn't want to go there. Porzingis didn't want to stay. Yeah, that was that. You know hey, I mean? that may be one of the most botched trades of all time. That is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. They gave up the whole franchise for that dude, and then they moved him for imagine, nothing. Imagine it's so crazy. That that's just why like everything's just so like baffling about the Knicks. But it's just, like, at the same time, like, is it? You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. th- this is what we've seen, you know? Yeah, and, it, and it's funny because it will transition to probably the best or most tight uh, organization in basketball, the Spurs. I thought it was pretty sick to see Duncan fill in for Pop last night. Yeah, that was They awesome. got the W, and then after he, he gave the reporter no shine, he tried, they tried to talk to him, and he was just not having it. Straight Pop style. Yeah. I loved it. No, I do too. And, and, and you know, like, if Pop is going to stay around for a couple more years and – and Duncan's gonna be like the next, the next spur, you know, the next spur coach to establish a team. I feel like he'll just really be building like a good repertoire for himself yeah. outside of like being like a player, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I still think people would love to play for the Spurs. Like, there's just organizations sometimes in professional leagues that just do things like differently than everybody else. Yeah. And like, you in, in the NFL, you can refer to the Ravens as like an organization just that just does things differently. Eric Weddle played three, four seasons with the with the Ravens, and he's going to retire a Raven over over a Charger yeah. just because the organization was just so healthy, so well. You know what I mean? And they and, have guys in there. Like, Ozzie Newsom's one of the best GMs, like, of all time. Yeah, no, he really is. And, and, and now they got Eric DeCosta, yeah. I'm pretty sure, running the show over there. and uh, ball has been there forever. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. So, so they're just trying to establish the same thing with the Spurs, and I think Duncan is a very good start with that. Definitely, and they have some good competition for it. Because isn't Becky Hammond the, yeah, the she, mm-hmm. assistant? She's yeah. like about to be the next, like, or the first female coach in the NBA someday. So they, they could, like, if Pop is done within, like, say, like two years. I mean, I could definitely see like Duncan and Becky like doing it together, like just yeah. co- be like co-coaches. You know, I, I don't know if that that's like possibly a thing, but I mean, until something new happens, you yeah. can't you can't count it out. Yeah, yeah. Bill Russell coached and played at the same time, so I don't see why that's an issue. <laughs> Plus, Tim Duncan's already so respected around the league yeah, just yeah, as a sure. person so i'm sure it'll be he just got much better you just got to cut that hair though i don't know what's right. going on it looks hard hey, he legit looks 100 with that hair legit but but i mean we, we can't sit here and rash on duncan he's just that dude yeah that's true <laughs> but that that wraps it up for our all ball episode me and lou gonna be doing something really cool really fun new for us um coming up in our next episode so make sure you stay tuned since the sandbox baby booyah peace